Yeah. What up, folks? Ladies, gentlemen, everybody out there tuned in and listening right now. Hopefully, you ain't letting your kids listening to this, man, because this is is strictly for adults. So if you under the age of 18, get your ass up, go to the other room, go watch, you know, Power Rangers or some shit like that, because <laughs> this ain't for you. You know what I'm saying? Like this content is strictly for mature audiences and also for open minded people who aren't sleep behind the wheel right now. You know what I mean? But for all of y'all out there that's swooping and listening, what's good, y'all? It's your boy Emilio Wagbar. We back at it once again with another content collab with my man Divine Thought here. Right now, we doing our thing. Be sure to follow me on Twitter at the Emilio Wagbar. Be sure to follow Divine on Twitter at Divine Thought TM. So you know, turning over to my man Divine. Yo, what's good with you, man? Yo, what's happening, man? Same old, same old, same old, you know, a bunch of foolishness, bunch of stupid shits, bunch of, you know, I don't know, like, take your pick, whatever insult you want to throw at it, like, right now, like, anything right now that's, that you can say that's insulting fits the bill for this dumb shit that we are witnessing right here before our very eyes, man, what you think? Yeah, man, like, when we're recording this right now, it's going to be airing live in a few days on NGI Radio, so... We'll talk about the election and different things, but I don't mm-hmm. want to really talk where we at with it right now because it's going to be somewhere different mm-hmm. in a couple of days. Like, you know what I mean? When this airs, it's going to be, there's a bunch of fuckery right now going on, man. Bunch of nonsense. Now, before we get into it, we want to put a disclaimer out here within the first two minutes that our views and opinions do not reflect the views and opinions of the people at NGI Radio. On SoundCloud with our respective platforms or any other platform that carries this particular installment of our content collab here tonight. And also this does not reflect our political views because at the end of the day, I can say I'm independent. Divine can say he's independent. We don't fuck with politics at all, but we pay attention to what's going on because it's current. It's what's going on right now in our society. And then even though, you know, a lot of y'all out there is still falling for the whole okie dog that the whole Democrat and Republican thing is two sides fighting against each other. I mean, hey, man, like, y'all gonna believe what y'all wanna believe. Like I said before, it's two different truths. It's the truth that nobody wants to believe and it's the truth that you perceive to be real. So, you know, at the end of the day, you you take your pick, which whatever you want to believe. You want to be you want to believe some real shit. Come over here, listen to us. If you want to believe that false shit, go ahead, go watch. You know some kind of these you know big media things like that. But we gonna say right now that our views and opinions tonight that we discuss on these particular topics do not reflect the views and opinions of any platform that carries this particular episode. So we about to get into it. Election twenty twenty is here. As everybody knows, it's been quoted the most important votes of our lifetime. It's the election that you either vote or you die or bullshit that you've been hearing. You know what I'm saying? And a lot of it is pandering towards the black community. A lot of it also is pandering towards, you know, a lot of the so-called quote-unquote patriots and everything like that, man. But when it boils down to it, it's just all political theater. But y'all are still out there not trying to acknowledge the fact that you're being fooled. So Donald Trump versus Joe Biden, man. Where you at with it? Oh, man. So, you know, just jumped off the socials and shit that was on my timeline and, and mm. people like keep the faith we, we're we gonna win and all of that and I 
thinking to myself, like, who's this metaphorical we? Like, we can just start there. Who's this metaphorical we that we're going to win? Who, like, you know, and then what are we going to win? Because at the end of the day, you know, people talk about their team. It's, some, it's beyond tribal now. It's almost like a sporting event, the way I look at it. Like, people have picked their team, red or blue, and mm-hmm. when it comes down to it, red team and blue team are owned by the same team owner. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So who's going to win? The team owner. You know what I mean? People are so fooled to be caught up in this political theater bullshit. Like me and you were just talking about how it's always the, like, you know, there's no more moderate. There's no more in the middle, like anything at all anymore. It's far left or far right. Like mm-hmm. we were just talking about how, like you had told me, like, you know, Trump would spend the fire Fauci and Biden's for the higher Fauci. Like yeah. it's always the polar opposite of everything. And at the end of the day, people on the right talking about all of this, like, you know, and personally I'll say it out loud. Fuck Dr. Fauci. But, mm-hmm. and I mean that from the bottom of my soul. I mean that from the bottom of my soul. Yeah, you got Let's give what? a round of applause for everybody out there that's not falling for the bullshit from, quote-unquote, America's doctor. But go ahead, man. Right. The only doctor allowed to talk. Exactly. But at the end of the day, like, I'm not saying that from the red team's perspective, like some may think. I'm not saying that as a Republican, I'm not a Republican. I'm not saying anything as a Democrat, I'm not a Democrat. Mainly because I don't have a learning disability, right? I've been alive a long time now. I'm an old head, right? So when, when you're, when you're alive this long and you just see the same thing on repeat, on repeat and nothing changes, you have to have a learning disability to look at something like this in politics and then think that it's going to fucking change anything what's going on right now mm-hmm. like you know the team owner is the one that wins red and blue it's not us we're not winning nothing look at the condition of the country look at the condition of us mentally physically look at the population of where we're at not just in the u.s but in the world this election is is getting looked at by the world. Like you know what I mean? This is on mm-hmm. the world stage. Everything that's going on right now, all of the narratives that are being said and somebody like me, I don't watch the news, man. Like, you know, again, I don't have a learning disability. So I tend to try to tune out of the news whenever I can. I'll catch the big parts. Like, you know what I mean? Just because I'm a talking head, so I gotta do my podcast, I gotta do these type of things and like you know so I gotta know what's going on. But aside from that, man, I'd rather watch paint dry than watch CNN or MSNBC or fucking Fox News or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Everybody right now, they're glued to it. Like, you know what I mean? What did we win, man? Like, what? So, what? Whoever wins this at the end of the day, what was won? That's that's my question, man. Let me be honest, man. I'm like, and I mean this, but like I said, this is my only opinion. Regardless of who wins, we're fucked regardless. You know what I'm saying? Because, like, they still, you know, they still got COVID on their breath. 
You know what I'm saying? Like, they still got all these other bullshits that they talking about, a lot of other things that they have coming soon. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's a lot of things, like, right now. You know what I mean? It's like, it doesn't matter who you vote for. At now, and that's what I get tired of people saying, like, you're voting for the lesser evil. But it's like, a lot of people, like, especially a lot of these Democratic, you know, people out here, they are voting for Biden strictly on the basis that they want to get rid of Trump. And then you also got Trump supporters that don't want Biden in because whatever their beliefs is that he's draining the swamp and all that other, you know, stuff that they say, you know, or attaching to Trump's name and everything like that. You know what I mean? It's like, I don't know, man. It's like at the end of the day, like people, like they're not really doing their homework or their research on these candidates. You know what I'm saying? Like, if that was the case, then we wouldn't be just stuck with this two-party system. You know what I'm saying? Like, people just, you know, all they know is red or blue. All they know is Democrat, Republican, elephant, donkey, shit like that. You know what I'm saying? They want to know about the Green Party, the uh, Libertarians, and all that other stuff. You know what I'm saying? But it's like, at the end of the day, like, I feel as though, like, and I've said it. I'm like, yo, at the end of the day, the next four years, whoever win, we're fucked either way. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, neither one of these two men are fit enough to lead this country. You know what I'm saying? But when you look at one, you got to say, you know what I'm saying, the dynamic has been changed forever. With Trump having been in office, the dynamic has changed. Then you got Biden. I feel as though he's just a segue to get Kamala Harris into the office as president, you know, because, like, I feel as though he'll probably be president for maybe, like, a few months or whatever, and he'll probably have to, you know, give up the presidency, seating, you know, spiting health, you know, health reasons or whatever. I don't know, man. Like, this shit just, it's just looking like things are going to get a lot murkier before we see a clear picture going forward. It could go a lot of different ways, man. Yeah. And the other thing is, we could have what we perceive as a final result and then not even be the final result. Because at the end of the day, this system that we have right now, and I see the trend with 2020, but even before 2020, but now it's just on blast. I see the trend is civil unrest. So they do it through pandemics like you know they do it through racism and you, you, all of the different brutality. ways that they can divide us yeah politics all of that kind of shit to cause civil unrest now have you ever i mean i'm not gonna ask you if you're gambling man but i'm sure you've gambled right a few times but i always come out on the losing end so i don't call <laughs> myself a gambling man anymore right i'm somewhat of a gambler Mm-hmm. I, I, I had to, I had to take myself out of that, like you know what I mean, because I'll fuck around and stay at the craps table way too long. But so I'm looking at odds all the time. Mm-hmm. So when you have even a divided country, right? So when you have even a divided country, what are the fucking chances and the odds that we have this? And I'll call it like a Goldilocks reality, like. Not too hot, not too cold, just right, just mm-hmm. down the middle, right? Enough for it to be just down the middle. This is fake. It's fake. What are the odds? Because if you're a gambling man, you would never bet on this. Yeah. What are the odds that it would go right down the fucking center and be this close when you have, even though we're divided? Exactly. It wouldn't. The chances of this to be this way 
in this year with the theme of this year, the chances of it happening organically are almost zero to none. But of course it did, right? Because right. it fits in with the theme of civil unrest, having everybody divided and having everybody glued to the TV and the screen, whatever screen you're looking at, and feeling a type way about what it is that's going on when none of that is going to affect you right. unless like so all of this shit that is happening right is it's all like smoke and mirrors all of this shit that they're doing and everything they made the world hate trump so when people think that these politicians argue behind the scenes when they think that just because it's a Democrat and a Republican and when the cameras aren't on, when it's not showtime, that they're back there arguing on our behalf for blue or red. It's absolute nonsense that any of you listening to this believe that that happens. I, I, like, I, I get mad when I think about that shit because it's so fucking stupid. Mm -hmm. And that stupidity is what got us into this position right here where we don't have enough people that are conscious enough in their minds. Fuck woke. All, all of that can, like, you know, fuck off right now. I'm talking about being conscious enough to know your surroundings, to understand truly where we're at. If you believe these rich white people, and yes, there's other races in the politics and all of that and cultures and all of that, man. But when you understand the world, you really think these rich motherfuckers are behind the scenes arguing with each other, man. They're shaking hands. Yes, even in conflict, they're shaking hands with each other, man. That's what they're doing. They're rich. Rich people stay rich. They work with each other to stay rich. This system mm -hmm. is not about. They don't care who wins red or blue. It's about the fact they're taking the temperature of the country. And when they do that, it's not to see who's going more red or who's going more blue. It's to see if we're still trusting the system. It's to see if we're still voting. That's what it really is, man. It's about the total votes. It's about building up the storylines like wrestling, like, you know, so we all hate each other and shit like mm -hmm. that. I'm going to drop a little bit of gravy about the word government. Mint, M-E-N-T, is Latin for mind. Mm -hmm. So you have govern the mind. It's all mind fuck. That's all this is, is one big fucking mind fuck, man. Yeah. Like, you know, when, when, so another thing, and this can get into the sovereignty thing, and I swear I am dropping that podcast soon about sovereignty. I promised y'all that, and I'm delivering. I'm just making it right, man. I'm going to have it like three or four parts. I'm making bullet points and everything. But just so people know, it is written. It is written, like Nah said, right, where to have a valid republic, fuck it, them, fuck a democracy when was that ever promised to us mm -hmm. i pledge allegiance to the flag of the united states of america and to the republic so okay for this republic to remain valid 50 percent of the population must consent to vote or it 
becomes invalid and a new government structure must then commence. How that works, who knows? But those are the rules, <laughs> which equals out to be something like, uh, I don't know, uh, whatever 50% of our current population is now in this country, like, you know, at least 50% of that has to be voting. Mm-hmm. So what they do is they build up these storylines and they get everybody invested in, like, you know, what's going on in the world. The best way to do that is to create a heel, like a bad guy, right? Mm-hmm. So when you create a bad guy, you get everybody invested. Because Barack, he had his place. He was the he was the baby face. He was the he he was the good guy. He was the one everybody could come in and get behind, right? Yeah. So then you had the baby face, and then you had the heel come in. You always have to be invested in the storyline, right? It can't just be a bland situation that's going on for too long in politics because then people become less invested. When we become less invested in them. We have the power. The government only cares about us caring. So don't care. Mm-hmm. You know, the one thing I've been seeing and I'm, I'm still seeing it is I wonder who's going to get the Academy Award for this script right here because... Damn it, if it's not, if it don't got people on the edge of their seats right now, man, then I don't know what other sitcom or drama that you could find that's going to have people like this. You know what I'm saying? Like, you got so many people out here that are so emotionally vested into the situation and to these situations that's been going on that they know that putting these little tidbits out there and these situations that come about they know that they just got to show the right part of it and it's going to spark a reaction. So they're going to get the desired effect that they are looking for when it comes to trying to create civil unrest, like you said earlier. You know what I'm saying? Like, take, for instance, the George Floyd situation. Excuse me. That situation, you know, we seen, you know, the cop kneeling on his neck for, you know, almost nine minutes. You know what I'm saying? I'm not discrediting anything or anybody that feel away about it. Not at all. You know, they thought to only show that part, but then they didn't show the rest of the whole video prior to that. So you saw the rest of the whole video, right? Yeah, you seen, saw the whole body Yeah, game? I seen bits and pieces of it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I saw, like, you know, him resisting and fighting against, you know, police officers and everything like that. I seen it. I seen it. You know what I'm saying? Like, and then not yeah. only just that one, like other situations as well. Like there's other situations. Like I was talking with my brother a couple of days ago and we was talking about the situation where this, you know, this white man, he was an adult. He smacked the shit out of this 12 year old black girl and everybody, they only saw the, the part that the, the chick got slapped. So everybody is already emotionally charged and ready to, you know, go crazy over this whole situation. But then, when the whole video came out that this little girl was actually trying to spit on, beat on this man, try to square up with him like a man, you know, uh-huh. and not only just not only just the girl, like the other little girls that she was with, they all tried to jump this man. He defended himself. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm not saying that it's right or wrong. I'm just saying, like at the end of the day, like they know the point I'm trying to make is they know what to show you to get you emotionally charged. And I try to tell people all the time, like listen, like. 
there are three sides to every story. You know what I'm saying? You can't just react off of the clickbait that they want you to see. You got to have enough, you know, sense, common sense to wait for the whole picture to come together. Because they're going to show you what they want you to see to get you out here marching in the streets, busting down and burning up people's businesses and private private establishments and doing all this crazy shit just so they can create this civil unrest that they want. But then when you go back and you see the whole detail, you're like, well, damn, I ain't know all that shit happened. And now you done affected other people that had nothing to do with the situation. And now you can't take that back. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's the thing that gets to me is because you have so many people out there that I know are capable of thinking, capable of using their minds to see, see it for what it's worth. But people choose to be comforted by bullshit. That's what I was saying earlier. Like there's two, there's two truths. There's a truth that nobody wants to believe. And there's a perceived truth that you feel makes you more comfortable. You know what I'm saying? It's like people want to know only their truth or, or the real truth about the situation that they're so emotionally charged with. Like they don't want to be confronted with that because they don't want to be made to look like an asshole. You know what I'm saying? Like uh-huh. I'm not, like I said, I'm not taking away from the whole George Floyd situation because God bless his soul and may he rest in peace and any other thing after that. Not saying like police brutality and all that stuff, but just any event that was used. To trigger the emotions of the American people Without giving you the full details of what happened It's just like people just need to just stop for a second Okay, it's okay to be upset about this situation But you gotta put the puzzle together You gotta wait for all the details to come out And then make a decision on how you're gonna react But like I keep saying Like a lot of this, you know Burning things down and destroying property And rioting and all that shit like that That's not solving anything because at the end of the day, when you're doing what they want you to do now, and they, you giving them the civil unrest, now they're over there in office putting pen to paper to sign these different laws into effect because you're so distracted by this situation that you don't understand that they're putting these things in on paper to take away your freedoms and take away the things that mean the most to you. You know what I'm saying? Like It's just like people need to just open their eyes, man, for real. Let me ask you something, and I'm not bringing up race to bring up race. I'm actually bringing up race so we can do away with talking about race. Mm-hmm. So, like, you know, growing up as a black man, have you ever felt like the rich white man gave a fuck about you? No, absolutely not. Okay, me growing up as a poor white man, I never gave, I never felt like the rich white man gave a fuck about me. Like, you know what I mean? So, okay, let's just take that as fact. Because mm-hmm. it is. It's a fucking fact. At the top of these organizations like media, politics, all the rest of it, especially media, right? That's the people feeding you. So, what is going through people's mind right now when they're staring at their screen, whatever screen? that you're looking at is governed literally by a rich white man. Mm-hmm. So I want to ask any of the people that really get charged up. What the, so what do they think that they're looking at? Do they feel like something is getting leaked? Like, do they feel like something is getting leaked out that wasn't supposed to get leaked out? 
or do they feel like the rich white man all of a sudden cares about them and they're putting it on the screen in front of them right now? Mm-hmm. Because this has been going on forever. This has been going on for a very long time. So why do people pick any year, any year, just randomly on your head, and you can go back to that year and you can say, okay, it was happening then too. All of this. It doesn't matter what we're talking about. All of it was happening then too. Okay, so they didn't care then. In fact, they were suppressing the media, the same media that's showing you all of the, like you said, the clips that people are getting charged up about. They're reporting heavily on racial injustice and all of that. So when have they done that before? When have they cared before? They could have for a very long time. Well, if that's King what their situation where they did that. They showed they you what was it. going on. But yeah, so that was going to get there. So whenever they do it, it is always at a specific time to create some desired result. They didn't have, like back then with the LA riots, they didn't have to air that clip. These are, there's so many clips that came across their desk from police and everything else for so many years. There's so many clips that a rich white man picked up and looked at that and said, nah. And yeah, then but you know, the they, thing also too was we was getting into that era where, all right, controversy sells. So what's the best way you're going to stir up controversy other than taking right. something that get people so emotionally charged up that they're so emotionally vested into? What's the best way to create controversy by pointing something out there that you know is going to cause outrage, that you know is going to cause people to become furious, that you know is going to incite some kind of reaction. Whether yeah, it be that's what I mean, though. It's a, it's a. So you said controversy sells, and you're right because the entertainment business has adopted that in in a literal way, right? Mm-hmm. So it sells, so they get money. But when politics are involved when we have the government doing it and the fourth branch of the government Mm -hmm. the only person selling anything is us and it's our freedoms Mm -hmm. it's our rights it's our souls it's our cultures it's our Mm well-beings we're the ones selling the thing we're it's not it's not them selling it to us it's us selling our 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 consciousness our intelligence our iq levels so whenever they get a big reaction from us it's always a desired result that will benefit them so when they release something that would appear as if they start to care about let's say the black community or whatever if it seems like they're starting to care about that, wouldn't that then raise eyebrows like, hmm, why? Because if I know that I have a sworn enemy or let's just say someone who I know doesn't like me too much, what? and then all of a sudden they're being nice, and then they're all of a sudden like, you know, acting like they care, I'm going to ask the question, well, what's the motive? What do you want? Like, why are you all of a sudden acting like you care? See, right? that's the thing, though. People fail to understand there's a motive behind a lot of shit that we're seeing now. There's a motive. Like, 
look at everything that's been going on with this whole lockdown. Everybody's been locked down basically since fucking March. All right. You know, Hollywood hasn't been moving. A lot of different things hasn't been going on as we all know and are accustomed to. So what do you think a lot of people have been doing right now? They've been watching the news. So right. a lot of this stuff right now, their ratings is up. They making money off of us. And they also using that as a way to fuel the fire that they need to push everything else into place that they are trying to get across right now. And it's like people yep. are falling for it because people, like I said, like you're sitting there just watching what's going on. They showing you bits and pieces, but they're not showing you the whole thing. Like a movie, like when you shoot in a movie, you don't see all of the different takes. You don't see all of the different scenes in the movie. They have scenes that they leave out or whatever because they want to get right to the action. They want to get right to the parts that's going to make this movie interesting. So therefore, they a situation like that that they know that people are going to react to, whether it be violently or emotionally. They know that you show show this certain thing, cool. Now you got this, you got this part of it right here. Now going to step two, like now you got people out here marching in the streets doing that. Going to step three, now we can start getting them right where we want them at. <laughs> you know. And just like I would always touch on when I was talking about the subject of sovereignty and stuff everything is consensual mm-hmm. right down to a covid i'm sorry i almost called it the i almost called it the government name mm-hmm. right down the convict everything is consensual right down to the test that they want to test you for convict that's consensual also everything and I'm I'm hearing all types of news articles about how like if Biden gets in, there's going to be like arrest to people who don't take the vaccine and all this other fucking shit. Like I'm gonna just tell you right now. First of all, just so I can move past this to something else, just so I can remain batting a thousand, there will be no vaccine. I'm sorry to tell y'all, there's going to be no vaccine. Um, there's going to be shots. It's going to be a number of shots per year that you take for a virus that they haven't even found that you can go on my last podcast, just go to my YouTube channel and you can see on my last podcast, there was actually people thank me for dropping these links. I have proof to what I'm saying. You can go to the CDC uh, PDFs that they had on their website and they admit uh, that they plug your uh, YouTube channel real quick for people out there in case they don't know. It's just a vine thought, man. Uh It's real easy. So like, you know, um, you can just go there. It's my very last podcast and you can go to the description right there. I drop links where it says that they have not isolated a virus called convict yet at all. They haven't isolated that virus. What they did was, and it's so meticulous. What they did was they had to create a test, the PCR test. They had to take that test and manipulate it in a way where it's testing for a broad spectrum of coronaviruses. When we say the word coronavirus, people think that that's brand new. And I keep having to educate people that we have coronaviruses in our tissue, in our DNA, Mm -hmm. in our ancestors. It's been around since Jesus, people. The now, coronavirus is thousands of years old, man. Now, educate people a little bit further 
for those out there who may not understand what you mean by isolate a virus. Like, what do you okay. mean by when they say they're having isolated the virus shot? So, whenever the scientific community gets involved with Western medicine, it's actually beneficial because sometimes they actually do their job. So, you have microbiologists, right? Mm-hmm. And they hire them. Those are the people that inform dickheads like Fauci who pretend like they're talking to, like, like, who pretend that they're the ones who know what's really going on. They get their information from scientists like microbiologists and people that actually look under microscopes and study things. So, Mm -hmm. okay, what happened was the pandemic started and then they started analyzing tissue. There was no virus that they could isolate and take from the quote infected tissue and pull out and say that this is a separate entity that's brand new. Mm-hmm. They could not say this, like how all of a sudden AIDS hit the scene, right? Mm-hmm. At least what happened then was they isolated it and they were like, boom, this is the genetic makeup, right? Of AIDS. Mm-hmm. They, they never did that with COVID. It never happened. They couldn't. They tried. They still tried in July. They couldn't. They were trying in March. They couldn't. But the PDF that I dropped is as recent as July. They still didn't find it. So at the end of the day, the rest of the PDF after that sentence where it says they've never isolated the virus, it was on to explain what they did. The gentleman who made the PCR test that everyone is using, where we're getting all of these quote numbers from, Mm -hmm. he died a year before the pandemic. So he can't defend himself. So Mm -hmm. I'm sitting at doing for him. He said that he did not want his tests to be used to diagnose infection Mm -hmm. because it would not be the proper tool to use to diagnose infection of anything because the PCR test, what it does, it extracts tissue and analyzes the RNA. That's why on all the COVID tests, it says SARS to COV RNA. So what it's doing is it's testing for genetic code. The PDS from the CDC then goes on to explain that it is basically testing for a broad spectrum of coronavirus. So if you have Basically, if you've had any kind of coronavirus, many people don't know that that includes the common cold, that includes the flu, that includes everything from a sinus infection gone wrong to like pretty much anything that got you coughing and sneezing, Mm -hmm. right? So if you've had anything like that in the past, let's say, six to eight months, you're going to pop positive on the test. That's Mm -hmm. how they made up this asymptomatic nonsense. So what ends up happening is when they shove the fucking stick up your nose and they extract the tissue, they test it. And they, if you had a coronavirus, which is very common, by the way, I hear right now, and it's funny how the news bounces back and forth between using the word coronavirus and the term convict. You ever notice that? They yeah. bounce back and forth between doing that. And it's right now I just saw a headline that says coronavirus cases are spiking. Oh, okay. 
just so everybody knows, the coronavirus cases always spike at this time of year. The common cold, it's getting, like the weather's changing, like, you know what I mean, flus, all of that. Coronavirus cases are always spiking this time of year, mm -hmm. man. They're just using lies and truth and mixing them together and making a whole bunch of fucking nonsense. So then when you hear about when they use the term COVID, it's always on some type of like, you know, astronomical nonsense, right? Where you can have like 125 million different symptoms and it doesn't. And now they're talking about long-term COVID, like how it can put you in a wheelchair. Like, you know, you can get over it, but then it just degrades your body and all this wow. other fucking nonsense. Like they're, they're making up, they literally make up whatever they want. And then they're, they're letting you know that a, that a quote vaccine will be, available soon so what they're telling you on the cdc they always do this like i said man and i'm not getting too religious or spiritual the bond between good and evil is real and there's a contract and this is biblical or whatever you want to say right goes back you could say to the garden of eden whatever you want to say they the devil the the the, the evil always has to leave breadcrumbs because it has to be your free will. It can't be forced on you. It has to be your free will to do or believe something. So what they do is they leave the breadcrumbs out there for their karma, right? Mm -hmm. for, for their ability to say, well, hey, all they had to do is not believe me and look it up, right? But so many people... <laughs> But nobody really does that these days, dude. Like everybody's so mesmerized by the monolith, the screen right in front of them. Everybody's so hypnotized that they just want the information fed to them by evil liars. By the way, known liars, See, evil known liars. But the easiest way to make people consent is to have them living in fear. Exactly. And that's what we're dealing with. So when they make everybody scared and all of that, people will just go back to the source that they got their fear from for the solution. Yes. And it's, it's to the point now where when I try to tell people certain things like, you know, that's how they got the asymptomatic nonsense. So if you recovered from a cold a few weeks ago and then you get a test, you're going to pop positive. Mm -hmm. Because what they did was they extracted your your RNA and the genetic sequence in your tissue. The coronavirus remains any virus. Let's just fuck that word, man. Any virus, any sickness remains in your tissue for a certain amount of time. That's why there's no oral vaccine. You don't have a vaccine for smallpox or measles. That's a pill. They always put it into your tissue. Because that's your genetic memory. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's where you have immunity or lose immunity. So when they take your tissue and they analyze it for genetic code of a broad spectrum coronavirus, most people will pop positive for that. So it is not like the gentleman who made the test said a reliable way to test for infection of anything because you can be acutely like, which means now affected by like, you can be sick and then you'll pop positive, but also you could have had something a while ago. Really that test was just scientifically made to, to, 
to detect for the history of something, right? Mm -hmm. For the makeup and the DNA and the RNA of something. So when they're using this, it's, it's a fucking, it's meticulous, man. They're using this test for a reason. They're using this test for a very specific reason. And they got everybody confused. And all they had to do then after that was then say that asymptomatic people can spread it and all of this. And they can just do their agenda on the population after that. Well, they back to asymptomatic, that yeah. yeah, asymptomatic just means that, man, like, now doesn't it make more sense when I'm saying it like this than for the fact that, okay, so if you... I gotta stress this, man, because I get I get mad, I get worked up, and then I start rambling. So I gotta stress this shit that I'm trying to fucking say without getting mad. <laughs> Doctor Fauci said this is the most deadly pandemic known to mankind. I remember him saying it a lot. He keeps saying it. He keeps saying it's the worst health crisis we've ever faced, the worst pandemic ever. And he's the only doctor allowed to talk. That's for a reason. Mm-hmm. Okay, so. If it's the worst pandemic known to mankind, that means that I should not be able to go to Google and type in any other pandemic and visually see something worse, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, judging by that sentence, that that it seems like the Messiah of the people said, right? Fucking Fauci, judging by the sentence he said, I should not be able to find something worse. Mm-hmm. But yet I can't. Yet I can. And so can you. Anybody listening to this, Google the Spanish flu. You will see images of a less dense population, which means more spread out. They were naturally social distanced because there was less people than a hundred years ago. Right? So a less dense population, you will see images of dead bodies on the ground. They had no control over it. You will see images of farms where the animals were just all dead in the field. Mm-hmm. You, and, and things to that nature. You would visibly be able to see the worst pandemic ever if it was presenting itself. Mm-hmm. And that's common sense, right? Like they say somebody dies every minute in the U.S. of it. They keep saying that. Okay, which would literally mean that if you got, and that's why they don't want motherfuckers gathering and all that type of shit, because then you'd be able to, like, you know, know they're lying, man. If you get into a room with a bunch of people, that would literally mean that somebody in that room gonna fall dead. Right. So right? do math, right? There's like 60 seconds in a minute. And, right. And there's, what, 60 right. minutes in, a, in an hour? Right. <laughs> so it's like, all right, you do that, you know, for a day, however many minutes is in a 24-hour period, then the death toll don't even come to that number. So how is exactly. it? So how is it that there's, you know, that many people dying every minute in the U.S., but the the death toll number don't add up? Exactly. And that's what I'm trying to get across to people because they're keep they keep pushing this asymptomatic spread shit. So I want to explain to people how you can be so-called asymptomatic with the most deadly pandemic ever. Right. Does that even make sense? That, so, but that I'm, gets back to what I, we, that's, that gets back to what I was just saying earlier. Like they keep flipping that narrative too because they was worried about asymptomatic people. Then they came out and said that there was no actual scientific proof that the virus yeah. spread asymptomatically, and now it was back yeah. to, oh, asymptomatic. Same right. thing with the 650 thing. Yeah, 
I was going to get back to that because I got proof of that too with the asymptomatic shit. I got a, I got a P. I actually got a web page from the NIH, like you know what I'm saying, where it shows the study where they try to because these scientists they go and they check. They're the checks and balances on these doctors, mm-hmm. right? So the scientists, when they, they just don't have a voice, right? They don't, they're nerds, they're dorks. They don't have a voice. They don't have a media outlet, right? So their only media outlet is the, um, their write-up. Mm-hmm. That's it. And then they put it out and then they shut up. They don't, they don't go on fucking Rachel Maddow or fucking Don Lemon, like they 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 don't they don't have any way to get this information disseminated except the way that they write it, and then it's up to people to figure it out or not. But the asymptomatic shit, man. So if you feel like you can be infected with the worst pandemic known to mankind and not know, you're a fucking idiot. You're you're, you're so stupid. It's beyond comprehension how dumb you are. If yeah. you really truly believe that you, it's like saying, yo, fam, I don't even know if I'm shot. Yeah, pretty much. Like, like if, so if somebody, like, I don't know if somebody shot me, man. See, it's, that's the it, thing. It's, it's the equivalent to that. See, that's the thing though. Like, if it's supposed to be a respiratory virus, then how is it that you are able to have it, not know that you have it because you're, "Quote unquote asymptomatic, but it's a, a respiratory virus. So how's it not affecting your breathing? How's it not affecting the way your respiratory system works? If that's the case, that's how they get you. They make you believe that there used to be a word for that. Mm-hmm. It was called hypochondria. Yeah, they make you ma- so they when, make you imagine it so much that you believe that you actually have the symptoms because you're so scared. Right." So when people used to believe that they were sick, there was actually, you used to have to go to a psychiatrist for, for that. If you thought you were sick, but you weren't, you would be diagnosed as a hypochondriac and you would have to seek mental health treatment right. because that's that's a mental health disease to believe that you can be very, very, very sick, but show absolutely no fucking symptoms. Mm-hmm. So at the end of the day, the asymptomatic thing is just a psyop. It's it's nonsense, and, and and it's provable nonsense because the NIH did a study, and scientists, microbiologists, put a so-called asymptomatic person with 455 different people. And they were all quarantined with each other. They did various tests where they would breathe on each other. They slept in the same bed. Mm-hmm. They did all types of things, shared food, shook hands, did all See, but kinds that's the of thing, things. Though, like, if, if, if being asymptomatic is so dangerous, then why not just have us all living in fucking bubbles? <laughs> you right. know what I'm saying? Cause well, like, that's what they, they want to do. Yeah, well, that's what they want to do. If, if Biden wins this election, then that's exactly what he's going to do. He's already talking about putting us back in another fucking lockdown. I, I want everybody right now to Google UN Agenda 21. We'll talk about that gravy on another podcast. But when you brought up the bubble, um, yeah, they're actually planning on, on that. And it's actually in writing right now. Well, UN <laughs> Agenda 21. Well, they just had the NBA <laughs> planning the fucking bubbles. So <laughs> yeah. That was just a glimpse into the future for everybody. Yeah, but we're talking about literal pods, like literal mm-hmm. bubbles, where we have to give up our worldly possessions and homes and apartments and 
It's coming, but I don't think that that coming in our lifetime, though. But let me ask you something, though. Mm. I, I would think the same thing. But would you... Could you imagine that if the entire population of Earth would listen to one four foot three motherfucker that tells them to go inside? Like, if I, a lot of things seem so outlandish until they're not, right? Dr. Fauci is four foot three. Mm-hmm. He's a he's a magical little leprechaun, right? So and 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 he told he put his hand on planet Earth and said, "Go inside," and everyone from every continent <laughs> did it, right? So like a lot of things are in, incomprehensible until they actually happen. Who would have thought that you could make up some nonsense and tell people, "Hey, um, like you know." All they have to do is type the word coronavirus in Google and they can see how old the virus is and the various different versions of it. But they don't like, you know, they don't. So when they hear that, they think it's new and then they conflate it with the word COVID. They conflate the two words together. And who would have thought that they could have done that and then controlled the entire population of Earth and then made them think that when you're not sick, you're still sick. And by the way, if you don't think you're sick, you're going to kill your mom. You're going to kill your grandma. You're going to kill everybody. But it's okay to riot. Yeah, it's okay man. to go out and protest. Yeah. It's okay to burn down small businesses. It's okay to go outside and do all of that and get all angry. But you can't go over to your grandma's house. Like, you, you're going to kill your grandma if you... If, because you could be definitely deadly ill and not even know it. Yeah, and like like how they're ready to take away Thanksgiving and Christmas because they don't want too many people gathering. Like now you're really but, interfering in some personal shit because who the fuck are you to tell me that I can't spend time with my family, especially during the holidays? Now, like we don't celebrate Thanksgiving and Christmas for the paganistic meaning of it. But we come together because, you know, yeah, like that's sometimes like we get that opportunity to come together because we all got different schedules. And most of the time, like on the holidays, our schedules align because of the jobs that we work. So we may be able to spend time with family, even if it's just for a little bit. But who is it that you can tell any of us when we can gather with our family members and when we can spend time holidays and all the traditional stuff that we know and love? Who are you to tell anybody that they can't do that or suggest that nobody does that? That's, and that's what I mean. Most of the population is liberal in some way. Yeah. And they would get mad at you for saying that. I they would say, how dare you? They would say, how dare you? Because, because what you're saying is that... If you get together with your family, that's going to create more cases of COVID, and then that's oh, going to please. infect my grandma. You don't love my grandma because you want to get together with Christmas. See what I mean? So at the end of the day, us losing our worldly possessions with Agenda 21 and living in a bubble ain't that far away, man. Mm. And it's actually comprehensible because you literally would right now. I don't know because... I tend to think that I have some people that have brains that listen to my content and same, same with you. So we have some thinkers that listen here, but if there's some random stragglers that maybe caught this on a YouTube link before they took it down, like it, it, it's, it's, 
they heard you say that and and felt a way. And it's care. because they got they got programmed by Dr. Fauci, a four foot three <laughs> little man. He's, he's the only doctor allowed to talk, and they're like that checks out, right? He's the only doctor allowed to talk, and in their mind, they go that checks out. They go check, right? And then they are like. I'm not sick, but I have a pandemic check that checks out. Right. Mm-hmm. So then like, I'm, I'm deadly ill with a virus check. Like what's for dinner? See, so, but it, these people, it, they are, maddening. if they are okay with that, then so be it. That's on them. But you still got people out there that want to spend time with their families that want to be with the people they love. It's a cold fucking feeling spending time by yourself on days that you know that you normally get together with your family because these elected officials saying that you can't do that or because this fucking midget telling you you can't do that. You you want to let somebody come in and control your personal life because they got you that fucking scared? Like, come on, man. Like, at the end of the day, do you really think that these people give a fuck whether or not you spend time with your family on Thanksgiving? Okay, I get it. Like, if, if if this if this is what it is, you know, what I'm saying I get that that they want to try to you know protect everybody. But at the end of the day, like people got to look and see what the fuck they're doing. They're taking away the freedoms and the fucking privileges that you are naturally fucking entitled to. You're you're entitled to be able to spend time with your family, to spend time with your loved ones. What what where in anybody's mind is that okay? For them to take that away from you, you know what I'm saying? But and, at the end of the day, like, and people, also, I want to ask somebody: When does it end? When do they feel like it's going to end? Because at the end of the day, neither Trump or Biden said anything about when it's going to end. Nobody. It's not like Biden jumped up on the world stage and said, um, "Let's just." all of the little talking points. Let's just get through this together and then let's get through this. We'll only have to wear a mask for a little while. Then we'll see how it goes. Yeah. And then we're going to get through this thing. It's not like this thing is going to be forever. No. Instead, what he did was he talked about locking us down again yeah. forever. It's going to be endless well, lockdowns. It's going to be part of our ethos. Well, all of the things. God. No, all of the things they've, in, they've, they've installed in our society, um, that masks for no reason like when you paint a wall you ever watch painters paint they have like a respirator mask on it's yeah, like big and heavy and they put it on their face and it looks like almost like a military gas mask that's yeah. just to paint that's just to paint so you don't breathe in the harsh chemicals right but the most deadly pandemic known to mankind from what what your anybody who mask. believes this <laughs> you wear a piece of paper on your face like or a piece of cloth on your face and and, and that's it and then you're we're all set like you know what i mean and, and people believe that yo. and then they get mad at any <laughs> other narrative yo you know what's funny because it made me think about something that you said before when you said face diaper like <laughs> it, made me, it made me think about this one time because i was in the store recently and it made me think about that time you were telling me about, you know, how people was in the store trying on masks and shit like that. Yo, I actually walked past the aisle that, that had, yeah. you know, mask in a fucking plastic, like how you sell underwear, t-shirts, socks and shit like yep. that. It was in there like that. It was like a, a pack of six. 
designer mask, and they got it right yep. next to the fucking panties. I'm like, are you serious? Exactly. <laughs> I'm like, yo, I laugh because I'm like, yo, like, <laughs> like I heard this her face diaper, and then you look, and then I'm like, yo, and I like, I bet you they got them right next to the panties. And soon enough, I walk past and I see them they right next to the fucking underwear. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's man. not even, it's presenting itself to you. That's what they, the yeah, bond I'm crazy. talking about, the the contract between good and evil. So evil has to present some of this as nonsense, and then it's up to you to believe it or not, right? So when you see something like that, and then you look at it and you go, if you're a thinking person, you go, okay, this is bullshit. This ain't even presenting itself as real. Right. So I'm not going to... I'm not going to bother with this. I'm not going to make this in my life. Like, and then everybody has that personal choice. And then before you know it, if everybody had that person, if they knew they had that personal choice and made that decision, we would have no more fucking quote pandemic. That's the way this one would work. That's the way it would work. But they have to manipulate people to their own stupidity by using fear. Yeah. It, it, it is ridiculous that people, and some of them, I take that back to a degree. Because there's soccer moms out there. There's these liberals that um, they don't even, they're not scared. They don't believe in the narrative. Mm -hmm. They believe in the narrative to the point that they hate Republicans so much. They've, they've took the, the blue pill in the way where it's blue versus red. So mm -hmm. they took the blue pill in the way that, okay, my grandmom is still alive, obviously. My mom is still alive. My kids are still here. My sister, my cousin, everybody's still here. But, yes, the most deadly pandemic known to mankind is still here. And I'm talking about liberal, like, soccer moms, right? Mm -hmm. They don't... They don't care if the stimulus checks ever come come out. They told Nancy Pelosi, good job when she didn't sign the check because we don't want to give in to him. They don't need that money. They work remotely from home, and they can afford to do that. They make $150,000 from their living room, and mm -hmm. they're not really scared of this virus because they put on a Louis Vuitton mask, and then they go out in their, in their, in their expensive car, and then they drive to the store and come back and they look at it like, hey, like, you know what I mean? Um, and now, now this is kind of an advantage. I don't have to waste gas to drive to work. Like, they don't, they're not really scared of this. They don't oh, present it in their life as their fear. But what they do do is they accept it in the way where, yeah, I'll wear this mask as long as I can put a body count wow. on the red. That's one thing, though, like this whole pandemic did. It definitely changed the dynamic of corporate America and people that are accustomed to working in offices and stuff like that because the fact that people have gotten so, you know, in tune with using Zoom and other video conference software and everything like that so they can just work from home. It's like now you're looking at it, like, especially in, like, certain places, like, in the city and everything like that. You see, like, all these buildings, these commercial buildings, these office buildings now are, are, are like, vacant. Like some percentage, yeah. so like you know, more than fifty percent vacant now because a lot of these businesses are saving money, or knowing now that they can save money by having people work from home, and hey, you know they going hey, for that, huh? I was about to say, hey guys, are you ready for me to just reveal that? Just okay, so we're all playing poker, right? Just picture this as a as a poker game. I'm about to reveal their hand and tell you what it's all about. Okay, so now I just grabbed Dr. Fauci's hand and, and, and Bill Gates and all of them and the establishment and all of that, and I just pulled their hands down and showed their hand. Ready? This is all 
about augmented reality and automating your jobs. Mm. That's what all of this is for. But they feel like the better way to do it instead of just coming out and saying, hey, we're going a different direction and most of you are going to lose your jobs and we're going to do UBI, universal-based income. For the rest of you who lose your job, we'll just give you some kind of universal-based in- income. Instead of coming out and just telling the world, hey, we're going a different way now, so most of you are going to lose your job, this is what they're doing. They feel like the easier more gentle way to do it is to introduce a nonsense pandemic that doesn't present itself as real so they don't actually lose their slaves because we're valuable to them so they don't actually want to kill us they just like anything else there's casualties they're killing people in hospitals with ventilators and they're not treating illnesses the way they used to just regular real illnesses the way they used to just so they can get a body count on this pandemic right but at the end of the day, what it really is, it's just to automate your job. It's about augmented reality. That's what it all is. It's about the, t- the advance in technology and the technocrats that will be taking control mm-hmm. of our government they already have. So the more gentle way to do it is to make you used to a robot um, when you're ordering food so you don't see waitresses and to, and to make you feel like there's a reason for it. Well, mm-hmm. I need to see a robot because of the pandemic. I, okay. And then the waitress is like, yeah, I lost my job and that sucks, but I lost my job because of the pandemic. Right. Mm-hmm. And then you got other people that are in certain jobs where they're losing their jobs and they're like, damn, man, like they, they don't have a finger to point at the government. They're, they're pointing their finger at the pandemic. Well, I lost my job because of this COVID shit. I lost my job because of this, like it's dangerous and I get it like, but it sucks for my life. They don't have the finger to point back at the government, which is what they're trying to do. They're it's okay. So how much, how much money, how much does the robot get in its paycheck? Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. <laughs> Not, Not unless much. you're paying them in Bitcoin or some shit like that. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. They don't require a lot. So at the end of the day, man, it is about taking your jobs away and automating them. It's automation. We're going into a new era but of automation. Have you noticed lately now that they're starting to show more commercials for this thing called the Oculus? Yeah, the Facebook joint. Yeah. Virtual yeah, reality. That's part of it. So while they got us all at home and they're going to do more lockdowns, they're going to be introducing more technology. They're training you. Okay, so people who are listening to this, I know you feel like you're the king of your castle. And I get it, man. You feel like, you know, you you can't be programmed and you're above that. Trust me, you have been your whole life and you still will be programmed. And if you've checked any of the boxes of stupid that we've talked about during this podcast, guess what? You're programmed. And so at the end of the day, they're gently programming the population with they're they're doing this fake pandemic nonsense and they're just getting everybody it's a different ethos that they're building where Mm -hmm. everything's going to be automated everything we're gonna we're going to be on some kind of universal based income soon and we're only going to be able to afford certain places to stay they will provide those places to stay and this is part of agenda 21 which is all rolled up right now and it's from the united nations 
So if you want to look it up, you can do it right now. You're not going to go to jail. Just go fucking Google it because it's going to affect your life. All of this right now, the Agenda 21 is definitely, it's it's influenced by the governments, by the world governments, but it's written by the technocrats that will be taking control of your life and everything around you. We're moving into a different era, man. We just happen to be in that transition point. And for them to do the pandemic was an easier way to transition everybody so they don't point the finger at the manipulator. Well, you know, I guess, you know, because, you know, I don't know if anybody out there is familiar with the old cartoon, The Jetsons, that took place around, like, what, 2021, some shit like that? Like, mm-hmm. some shit like that. I guess they feel as though we were supposed to be at that point by now, so I guess they're trying to speed up the process, so to speak. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it, they, they took the temperature of the population, man. Mm-hmm. They've been doing it through our food. They've been dumbing us down with our food, like, you know what I mean? Different chemicals in our water, all of that. They've been making us stupid for years, man. It's it's not just one generation. See, the thing that you have to understand about evil is they're patient. And I mean patient to the point of generationally patient. Some of the things that they put into motion, they don't even see come to fruition in their lifetime. They know that the next generation of them will pick up right where they left off and continue on until their plan is done. Like the, the, the evil doers, the real bad men that control all of this shit. They're very patient patients that you can't fathom. And that's what we're up against. And when I speak those words into the vibration of earth right now, I hope that it resonates in some people's brain and they get to understand because, you know, it's not like I'm new at this. I've been studying. I've studied every religion. I've studied all the new age nonsense. I've studied world governments. I've studied all the NWO conspiracy shit. I've been down all the roads and opened all the boxes for decades. You know, like this is a lot of this shit. That's why, like, you know, I'm quick with it. Like, you know what I mean? And, and, and a lot of people are like, damn, you predicted this then and you predicted that then. I'm not no motherfucking psychic, man. I could easily be on some, like, you know, divine Cleo type shit like you said before, but it's not yeah. that. It's just that I understand how they move and I understand the enemy, man. Art of war, you have to understand the enemy. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. You know, and it's so, just like, you're just looking at certain things right now, man. It's just like, we in for some shit, man, because, like, at the end of the day, like, this country is more divided than it's ever been, you know, than, like, you got so many people out here that are out of work, people that can't provide for themselves, and then all the other nonsense that's going on with politics and other bullshit that is, you know, unseen that is going on right now that people aren't even aware of. It's just, like, brace yourself, man. That's the only thing you can really do at this point. I want people to take their emotions out of it. Yeah. And like what, 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 what people need to do is they need to stop being manipulated by, with, with their emotions. So yeah. you're, you're familiar with the term Freemasonry, right? Mm-hmm. So, so are a lot of people and they feel like, you know, it's some kind of secret society that controls the world. I'm not going to get into that, but I'm bringing up the term for a reason. So, 
like we were talking about with the protests and the, and, the, and the rest of it and everything, I'll just tell a quick story to get to a bigger point. When I was recently, the other day, I was I, w- I was riding and I knew something was fitting to pop off because when I looked on the side of the road, I seen pallets of bricks mm-hmm. just laying there. And I had a thought because obviously it's, these protests are fake. Like obviously the shit, I understand that there is some stragglers that come into the protest. It's designed that way to pull people into it, right? But the but the inception of it is nonsense. So I'm so I'm, I'm looking at it and I'm like, you know, and I just had a thought. I'm like, this is Freemasonry because when you look at a, a pile of bricks, that can be two things. You can take that brick and you can destroy something. You can throw it through a window, you can break something, or you can mm-hmm. take that brick and you can build. You mm-hmm. can build a wood stove to keep yourself warm in the winter. You could you could build a, build a home, you could build a, a whatever, right? You can use those bricks to build metaphorically even, right? Mm-hmm. So it's, it's building and destroy all in that stack of bricks right there, and it's free. Mm-hmm. They're sitting right there, and it's masonry. It's building. So when when you get to looking at it from that perspective that you're being manipulated to do one thing with that, it would be funny if someone just pulled up and put all of those bricks in a truck, drove off and built a house. Yeah. Wouldn't it? All of those bricks that were just planted there, if, 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 if they just built a homeless shelter. Shit, if I had some land, I would fucking take them bricks and build something with it. <laughs> exactly. That's what I'm talking about, man. People have to stop being manipulated. It's so easy to manipulate people's emotions. You have to understand when when people are talking about defund the police and they're talking about all of these different things and challenging the... Okay, so like you were saying about land, that is the move for everybody to get their own piece of land. No matter what culture, race you are listening to this right now, your ancestors own land. Your mm-hmm. ancestors cultivated land. Doesn't matter what race you are. Your ancestors cultivated land and owned land. We weren't made to be living on top of each other. Right. We were meant to have generational land where our where our our seeds grew literally. Like you know, our seeds like our children, and also our seeds for food and everything grew on our own land. We got taken from that and put into some fictitious system. But at the end of the day, man, when people are talking about defund the police and let's do this and do that. Okay. All of that is fine and well and good. And I get it, man. I get the underlining reason why I understand racism. I, I, man, I grew up in the hood, man. I get it. But people always talk about change and then let's talk about it. <laughs> You want to talk about it, then fucking let's talk about it. Are you ready? Oh, hold on. I just want to get this off. Are you ready to, are you ready to live in a world? Personally, anybody who thinks right now that they should be going and taking on the quote man and, and, and getting rid of this and getting rid of that. Okay. So are you ready to live in a world with no firefighters? Mm. because that would take a lot. That would mean that you would have to be able to put out your own fire if it were to come. Are you really ready to have absolutely no one to call? Because these Karens right now, right? These Karens that are talking about like 
defund the police, right? And they're, they'll they'll say that. But then, like, you know, you get too close to their car, they call the police. Mm-hmm. They don't even know what they want to do, right? So that's, okay, so are you really ready to have absolutely nobody to call? No, they're like, not ready for that shit. Because that, that would mean that you would have to have people living on your land, taking shifts, watching out watching your house, watching everything that's going on around you. And you would have to have a group, a solid, loyal group around you that's ready to be your own police. Are you ready for that? Or like, are, who is ready to make their own food? Um, who's, who's ready to be able to say, okay, so if we sit here and we defund this and defund that and take care okay, so let's say somebody bad comes on your property. What do you do with them then? If you're taking away jails, you're taking away police, you're taking away the whole system of jails, then what do you do with them then? I mean, it's that question right way, now. No, they're not ready for that. Nobody is ready right. for that because at the end of the day, <laughs> social media gives people a platform to make them feel empowered because they can sit behind a fucking computer screen or phone and just tweet out shit that they know they're not ready for, that they right. know that they're not going to do anything about. Just like how you seeing everybody talking this whole thing about a race war and civil war, this, that, and the third. But they doing it from social media. At the end of the day, like if you really are about that, you're not gonna be talking about it on social media. You're gonna be out there, you're gonna be ready. You know what I'm saying? Like exactly. that's what that's what me answering that question. No, people are not ready for that. See, you already see it now with so many people talking about fuck twelve and fuck the police and this, that, and the third. But they always say, you know, they always quick to say fuck the police until it's time for them to actually need the cops. You know what I'm saying? And then you got people out there that say defund this, defund that. But then the moment something happens, something ill go down in their neighborhood. Where the fuck was the cops at? Da, 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 da. Why ain't y'all doing your job and all this other shit? No, they're not ready. And then we were talking about changes now. When are we going to get to the point where talking is just not enough? Every, that's the thing Everybody out there talking And not doing shit So yep. You can't Sit there And want change And just continue to want to talk about it Talk about it Talk about it You gotta actually put No fucking words into action now Exactly Because All this kneeling All this protesting All this marching All this rioting All this destroying Other people's property That's not getting nobody anywhere That's not getting nobody yep. anywhere But locked up <laughs> That's all it's doing and all it's doing is tearing down, people. tearing down your own food. Yeah. Now, are you ready to grow it? Motherfuckers don't even know how to fish, so when they can, they know how to grow. You know what I'm saying? Like you, you, you couldn't even tell. You got motherfuckers out here that's talking crazy shit. I'm gonna throw a sub, and I'm a matter of fact, you got people like Saweetie out here that's talking about if your man can't buy you a twenty thousand dollar Birkin bag or whatever, and sending back to the streets. Like you got people that that are like that, that actually live by that mentality. What make you think that they can get out there and, and, and grow a tomato, or fucking exactly. know how to bait a uh, bait a hook, put a worm on a fucking hook? Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yep. Like people, That's- like everybody, just talking, but they're not really when they, when they get put into that position where now they got to act out on them words. They're not ready to do all that. Yep, and they'll fuck around and. Take their own food off their own plate. Take their own security away and that's from exactly themselves. What they're doing. Yep, and then they'll believe all of the narratives from convict all the way to what what 
the rich white man is telling you what he's suggesting for you, not telling what he yeah. suggests, not even forcing you to do what he's suggesting for you to do in the media. When he shows you a clip, when he's pretending all of a sudden, when the rich white man who never cared is pretending all of a sudden that he cares and he's showing you a clip of something to make you angry. <laughs> then this is what you can do. It's consensual. What you could do is go fuck out of here. Or be like, what wait a minute. What, Led up to this situation happening or having this this kind of outcome, right? You know because we don't. It, you you ever notice that we don't see the confrontation from the starting point to the you know the starting point that led us to the end point. We always see the cause and effect. We see we don't see the cause, but then we see the effect of the cause. We don't never see what led up to any of these actions that we see. And it's not just about police brutality or anything like that, but just in anything that you see people post on social media as a an agenda or some kind of narrative they're trying to put out there just so that they can reel people in. You're not seeing exactly what starts this whole situation and where I, and why did it and you know transpire to where it ended at. You're not seeing none of that. They know that you put this particular part out there. They're going to get people riled up. They're going to get people excited. They're going to get people outraged and they're going to get the desired effect. That's what they want. But people are too fucking emotionally vested. Like I said earlier in this podcast, they are too emotionally vested to fucking sit and analyze the whole picture before they act out on anything. People just want to go and react. They don't want to fucking just sit there and be like, hold up for a second. Let me think about this. Let me let me dig into what happened first before I just go and just blindly throw my emotions around. I guarantee you, if we had more people that really sat back and analyzed situations and really thought, you know, to wait for all the facts to come out before they pass judgment or come up with some kind of opinion, a lot of things would be different right now. That's my word. A lot of things would be completely different. And it's funny because the only thing that's changing is people are, we the people are are losing things. We're losing in general. We're catching L's all over the place. And that's why when I see people like, we're going to win, like in regards to this election or just in general on social media, I'm like, win what? We're taking L's all over the place. We're losing rights. We're losing rights. I don't want to get too much into the rights thing because I'm going to be doing a podcast on sovereignty and I will preface it with talking about rights and such. But we're losing, we're losing rights, man. Like, yeah. you know, and people are scared. They've gotten the narratives out there to the point where people are scared to exercise the certain rights that you do have. Yeah. And it's, to, and, and, and that's, that's bad, man. That's troubling. We should all be educated on the rights that we have right now. That can solve a lot when it comes to this problem with law enforcement mm -hmm. and different things like that. Like, it, it could really solve a lot of problems, man. Like, and I understand the dynamic when it comes to, like, the black community. It doesn't want to feel like, you know, because of everything that happens between them and the and, and, and the police with, with them getting killed every day and all of that. I understand why. It might be why the black community or minorities or anyone in general would just be a little apprehensive to sit there and try to hold ground with a cop when it comes to your rights. But if you know your rights and then you also have common sense, you can have a lot better uh, outcome 
then if you don't know your rights. Listen, as, as a black a- man, there's been situations I've been in where I've been pulled over by police, by myself, dark roads, whatever the case may be, and have gotten away with some shit that I may not should have gotten away with, all because I was compliant. And when I mean my complaint, not like, oh, yes, a mass and this, that, and the third. No. Complaint meaning letting them do their job. There's anything that I have a problem with, I'm smart enough to get you request your name because lawfully, if you ask any member of law enforcement to provide you their name and their shield number, they got to do it. And if they don't, and if you have it on camera, you can, you, you can, you know, make a, a, a civil case about it. You know what I'm saying? Because that's now, because I mean. they, they, they lawfully, mean. once you ask for this information, they lawfully have to provide it to you. Right. That's right. what I mean. But you have to have the common sense to know if a cop is approaching you at a 10 and then, yeah, just have right. your day in court. Just have your day in court and go. But know your rights, man. See, a lot of people, if they knew their rights, they wouldn't even need a lawyer. Yeah. But so many people also, like I said, and it goes back to what I was saying earlier. So many people are emotionally Vested into certain certain situations, you get pulled over for something like you got a broken you got a broken toe. What the fuck you pulling me over for? Da da da. da. Just chill. Let them come up to the window because people fail to realize most cops they want to get a reaction out of you, so they can take you to the next thing. So you don't give them that reaction. And if you feel as though they did something wrong, get the name. They badge number, and if you got a a, a civilian uh, review board that you know looks into situations between police and community and stuff like that, and and if the police is wrong and stuff like that, they got an independent review board. Take it to them. You know what right. I'm saying? Like people fail to realize, like yo, like your action cause a reaction when it comes to dealing with the police most time. If you just yes sir, no sir, whatever the case may be, or just let them do their job. And don't provide any kind of threat Then Okay and, But that doesn't always speak Because I'm not going to sit there and say that Oh a lot of this shit that happened Was because people was not complying Because it was a video of a man That was a home health aide That was laying on his back with his hands up And the cops still shot him So I'm not going to No not, yeah that's, that's Yeah that's that's true That's that's why I said yeah. A lot of people When it comes to like holding court in the street I'm not talking about when you when you feel like like you were saying if it's a dark road no 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 I'm like, not saying like, no I'm not saying that what I'm saying is like I don't want people to get it fucked up what I'm saying right now as far as you know the point I'm trying to make you know what I'm saying like, right, like there's, there's a difference between holding court in the street and then just you know allowing them to do their job or whatever and and I'm trying to make sure people understand that I'm not saying that if X Y and Z would have did this that and the third. Then they wouldn't have been in the situation that they're in. That's not what I'm trying to say. I'm just saying, like sometimes you just got to let 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 the situation unfold and then go on about your business. Not saying that it's always going to end in that kind of result, but most times you got a better chance. Of yeah, because it, some cops will just come and fire off. Like they yeah. they don't like yeah. Like that's that definitely is real. Like you know what I mean. But at the end of the day, like you said, there's certain things you can do to exercise rights. The first thing you do is you turn on some type of uh, ability to film them, a phone, something, because that's your First Amendment right. So once you start to understand your rights, you start to, like, you know, you can exercise them in a useful way. When you have your phone on, when you have 
the recording device. You don't got to put it all in their face like motherfuckers be doing. You don't got to do that. Just have it on, right? And then you're recording the interaction. Now, that's your right. They can't tell you to turn that off legally. If they do tell you, and some cops do tell you to do that, now you have a case against them. Mm -hmm. And then that can all be dealt with. At a later date, and a lot of people will tell me, "Well, see, people gotta understand. Like, you can, yes, you can record the police, but there's a such thing as called um, obstructing governmental. um, What's the what's the word I'm looking for? I'll get back to you on that one, but it's um, obstructing. I know what you mean. Yeah, I I know what you mean because something. I'm I'm very educated in this. So what what you're talking about is if so when if somebody if you're getting pulled over for whatever reason or if a cop is stopping you on the street there's something that they have to have they have to have reasonable articulable suspicion of you committing a crime or about to commit one so if they have the reasonable articulable crime that they can articulate to you and then you're pulling out the phone and then you're doing all of this and you're creating a fuss then they can say that you're obstructing their ability to then solve that situation however so they can get you with a charge of like disturbing the peace they can get you with obstruction because at that point they have you on a crime this is what's called, called instructing a governmental administration that's what it's called. That's what I was trying to get at. Yeah. Like, so see, like. What you have to understand is that you have every right in public. You have every right while you are in public. And that means any public place that you can walk into that is public, not private. There's a very big difference. And you've got to understand the signs when you're looking at it. If it says, like, you know, um, authorized personnel only, you can't film there. You, But anything that even in a public building, you have the right to film in public. You don't have the right to film in public and then cause a disturbance. Right. So they That's can hit called. you with a whole... That's what's called like they, obstructing governmental administration. Like if you, right. like if you, you, if you yourself, okay, like say a cop pulls you over and they walking up to the car and you let them know, like you got your hands where they can see, but you got your phone in your hand. Like, excuse me, sir, I just want to let you know that this exchange is being recorded for your safety and for my safety. This, 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 this whole interaction is being recorded. That's one thing. And then you go from there and you just let the tape roll. You don't put it all in their face or whatever. You just let the tape roll. And now the the other thing is when you got people that, you know, like the cops are affecting an arrest and then you got some Joe Schmo that's standing in the fucking audience. They want to come up and camera all in their face and doing all this other stuff, stuff that's stopping them from doing their job. That's obstruction of governmental administration. They can lock your ass up for that because now you're wrong. Well, well, they could. And then in some cases you could fight that because in most cases that's an ordinance and not a law. So, the, so it is good to have because, OK, so the First Amendment covers freedom of speech and it also covers freedom of press. It does. I don't know. I don't know if anybody realizes this, but there's no such thing as technically getting a credential for press. So when you when you say your media and then a cop says, what media outlet are you with? Mm-hmm. You can you don't 
first of all, you don't have to answer any questions if you don't want to. But at the end of the day, you don't really have to have a media outlet that you work to to be work work for to be considered media. If if you're not being detained, then yeah, you definitely don't have to answer any questions. If you're not being detained. But if you are being detained, huh? In some cases, so, but, but, but first, the, the filming in public thing. When you're in public, you can film anything that you want to, and your press, you are considered media. When, and then it, when they ask you, where's your press pass, you say the Constitution, the First Amendment, that's my press pass. You are allowed to film. You can consider yourself media. So if you see somebody, getting pulled over and you're like 10 to 12 feet back from from them you're not in a way where you are you're not in their crime scene if they have the scene taped off you got to stand behind the tape but if you're in a reasonable distance 20 feet give them if you're in a reasonable distance away from them where you are not obstructing anything that they do and it's all on camera and you're not doing that and you're just filming right. in a peaceful way you're you're now media. You're allowed to do that. Right, as you have that right. But like I was saying earlier, you have that right. Yes, but they give you a lawful order to step back. Then you got to step back. You can still film, but you got to step back. But if you to they, a degree, they can't. They can't keep pushing you. They can't keep pushing no, 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 you no, no, back. No, and no, back no, and no, back no, no, no. No, they giving you the lawful order I mean, to step back. Like if you were too close, to, and you're affecting them from or preventing them from doing a job. They have the lawful. Way to give you the command to step back, and if you refuse, they can actually step back again. And if you don't, now they can you know do what they gotta do to you. That's the point I'm making. Yeah, well, they can they can. So a lot of are uh, like like a lot of officers make unlawful arrests all the time, oh, yeah, and a lot absolutely. of a, a, a lot of officers make they say they're making a lawful order and they're not. So when they tell you to step back, the first thing you say is how much do I need to step back? Because, and then you let them know, like, you know what I mean? Once you start to articulate that, you know, know your rights. A lot of times the officers just end up like, you know, and not all the time. I've seen this go south where a person who knows their rights tries to exercise their rights and then they get locked up. But what ends up happening is a lot of these people, and I know, I know them personally, so I know when they get to court, I personally know people that chose to represent themselves, and the judge waits for you to know your rights. They don't just, the judge isn't there to look at a case and then, like, you know, just analyze it for themselves and make it, they're there waiting for you to articulate your position and if you know the right keywords to say and then you can do the case i've seen people not even and i'm not advising this but i'm just saying i've seen people not even have a lawyer when they know their rights well and they know that they were locked up for an unlawful reason then they beat the case and yeah. and, and like i said right. i'm not i'm not advising that right. but i'm right. just saying let's just put the count let's just put this disclaimer out here that what we're giving you all right now is not legal counsel we're not telling y'all how to handle a situation or advising you how to give you, handle the situation. We're just seeing these things because it's the truth. Yeah, I've, 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 I've actually seen that work. So a lot of people don't like when I bring up exercising rights. And the reason why it's like exercising muscles. If you don't use them, they go away. Like 
so it is good for us to remind them that they are public servants. Like, you know, they are servants. So at the, at the end of the day, they have, we ha- unless, so the way it works is unless we have done something that they can pin on us as a crime, we are their boss. We are their boss. They are public servants. Now, it's been all fucked up for way too long, and the roles have been reversed and all kinds of shit. But when you take it back to the nitty gritty, like it should be, they should be way more respectful to us, no matter what color we are, no matter what race, no matter what creed, no matter what. We own them. We are the public. They are public servants. That's the way that that works. So when you exercise your rights, you're really just keeping order and, and and that's okay so if you see a cop and he's at an 11 with you like you know getting just hey man fall back if it if it even means you going to jail that's better than you getting shot mm-hmm. and then when you go to court handle your rights but educate yourself on your rights because then when you get into court a lot of times man if you get a pb they don't care man they yeah. they, they make a deal to get you out of there they, they settle on jail time. You gotta know your rights, man. And basically, it's what this is to everybody out there that's listening right now, basically, what this is is encouraging you to go out there and do research and know your rights. Basically, this is exactly. what this is. It's not legal counsel. Exactly. It's not telling you what to exactly. do. It's just giving you encouragement to go look these things up. I'll give a story. So, I was in the hospital in Tennessee, and I'll even I'll make it personal. So my my now wife was getting a routine surgery and we were in the hospital and the surgery went south and the surgeon fucked up and the surgeon didn't want to admit he fucked up. Now, me being close to her, I knew that something wasn't right because I know her. Right. So I can tell more than he can tell that something ain't right with the way she acted. Like, you know, I could barely get a reaction out of her and it was a routine surgery a routine surgery that she was supposed to be in and out from, right? We end up being in there for days because she's not recovering. She's like not waking up and all this shit. So I'm now getting, getting to the point where I'm about to go do something. So I'm in the hallway and I'm like trying to get people's attention and nobody's looking at me. They're mm-hmm. ignoring me. Like nurses walking by me. I'm like, excuse me. No one's listening to me. Everybody's just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're waving their hand and all that. And meanwhile, someone I love, is suffering so i'm like okay somebody's gonna talk to me right now right and so i got the attention i walked up to the front desk i'm like somebody's gonna talk to me right now well that got like five security guards and you know hospitals they already got a cop Mm -hmm. so the security started coming and the cop is right there and he was like like at first the security guards were just standing there and waiting for me. I'm like, I want a caseworker and the people aren't listening to me and the security's getting closer and they're telling me to calm down. By the way, now I'm calm because I got people's attention. So my voice is calm. I'm like, okay. And I'm just looking at the security like, yo, y'all better back up. Give me some space. Right. And I'm, I'm trying to get to the case manager. Now at this point, I know my rights. Right. I'm not continuing to make a disturbance. I'm not continuing to do anything. Well, this cop comes up and he's like, they've trespassed you from the property. Now, there's plenty of things wrong with that. 
And he said it was a lawful order, that it was a trespass off the property. For one thing, they can't trespass you off of public property unless they can articulate a crime that you have committed first, Mm -hmm. number one. Number two, they can't trespass you in general unless they have officially asked you to leave first. None of that happened, right? Meanwhile, he's telling me I have been trespassed and that I am to leave. So I said, no, you have not asked me to leave first. No one in here has done that. And I'm in a public space right now in the lobby at the front desk. There's cameras on me. So I can literally have a camera on you. Wherever there's cameras on you, you can have a camera on them. That's the way that works. So then I'm looking at him and I'm like, look, man, like, you know, you nobody's asked me to leave and I have not committed a crime. I'm trying to get a caseworker. So when I said that, the cop had already gestured like he was about to grab my arm. When I started to say that, his posture changed. And then I said, I'm just trying to get a case manager. And then a case manager walked out at that time. And then I started to talk and then she gave the nod to the police. Like, it's good. It's all good. You can walk away. And then I got the case manager and then she went and gave my wife the attention medically that she needed to recover, Mm -hmm. which was definitely needed or my wife would have died. Mm. So anybody that tells me that holding court when you know your rights is a bad thing all the time and that it's just something that you need to do away with and like, you know, just let the police do what they need to do. No, no. Like, you know, anybody that tells me that is telling me that I should have let my wife die. No, 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 no. Like me, I'm not seeing that at all. Like what I'm saying no, is. No, but I, but I, but I, but I've gotten that. Mm-hmm. I've gotten people who say that holding court in general is a bad thing. No, no, I'm not saying that. Like I'm me, I'm not I'm not the type to tell anybody not to try to hold court. It's just know what you're doing when you go to do that. Exactly. Exactly. You know the problem is when people try to do shit like that and then they don't know what to exactly. do. But I've been I've been very educated on rights on on our rights. Right. Everybody listening our rights for a very very long time. And, and this this has nothing to do with sovereignty. This has nothing to do with the podcast I'm about to do with sovereignty. This is just basic rights. Right. This is just basic, like, you know, constitutional rights, which I'm not even all about the Constitution because they make amendments to that all the time. Right. I'm more of a Bill of Rights guy. I'm more of a natural law, common law, which I will get into with the sovereignty podcast and not right now, but like, you know, just in general, when you can exercise a few of a few of your rights and be educated, which it's easy to educate yourself, like you know what I mean. We're in 2020, man. You you have a pocket god, like you know what I mean. <laughs> you mm-hmm. people have iPhones, Androids. Pick it up, look it up, like you know what I mean. Learn. Like mm-hmm. I said, this ain't no legal advice, but at the end of the day, this is this is a call to action for people that want to complain all the time about uh, about. People like infringing the cops, infringing on their rights and all that kind of thing. Okay, well then learn your rights, man, because you'll be better off. A lot of times, man, I don't got a, I don't got a lot of money for no lawyer, for no real big lawyer, nothing like that. I'll probably get a PD if I get locked up, right? So I gotta know my rights. Like mm-hmm. uh, I'm in the position where I have to know my rights. If you can answer this question, and, and then you say no, you gotta 
you got to know your rights too. Can you afford a very, 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 very good lawyer? No. Okay. Well then learn your rights. Like, uh, and so because the system ain't, ain't built to support you, you have to, you have to exercise your own rights. You have to, you have to know what you're talking about when you go out there within this system, man. It's just the way it is. Like I would literally probably have no wife right now if I didn't know my rights. Right. If that cop grabbed my arm and pulled me out and told me I can't come back on that property because I'm trespassing, if I just believed him, I couldn't have walked back into that hospital to get that caseworker to have that surgeon off of my wife's case and have a different one come in and look at it. Mm-hmm. It, it, it was it, it, so knowing your rights can benefit you in ways when you don't even realize it. Like who would have thought that that would have been a situation where knowing my rights would have benefited me. I had nothing to do with being stopped in traffic. It had nothing to do with like, you know, it had nothing to do with none of that. It was just a general situation and just knowing my rights helped me at that point. So like, you know, when the people say like, you know, and I've had this happen, I've had people tell me this before a lot where people are like discouraged knowing your rights and exercising your rights to a degree. And I always say, do it with common sense, man. Like, you know, don't just get in a cop's face and be like, I know my right. And and that's the point I'm trying to make. Like, I'm not saying there's nothing wrong with defending your rights in in the street. If you know what you're doing and you know your rights, but what I'm saying, like by, you know, just let the cops do their job is that they come to you in an aggressive manner then yeah. let them do what they got to do and just handle it legally the way you're supposed to. The, when exactly. I, when I, when the point I'm trying to get across is go home to your family at the end of the day. Go home alive is what exactly. I want to see people do. Because God knows we're seeing way too many people getting killed by the police. And I just want people out there to just understand you don't have to get emotionally wrapped up into the situation. Now I understand like you're in a, a situation of distress or you're going through something right now where you where your, your energy level is up through the roof. I understand that, but you got to have a level head, especially nowadays. You got to have a level head when you dealing with situations that can potentially be life or death. You got to, you got to have a level head when you're dealing with shit. You know what I'm saying? And like how we talk about things in the music business, how we talking about things with politics and just things when they come to just life or death at all. You need to just be able to have a, a level head because that may be the difference of you going home to your family and you not going home to your family. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a balance too, right? Because yeah. going home to your family also means to not be in jail. Exactly. So, knowing your rights it's not just about getting shot which i do understand what you're saying Mm -hmm. but a lot of people leave it there right and then that's their excuse to not do their googles right yeah that's true but me i would rather i would rather take that chance go spend the night in the bookends and come home safe no i'm talking about long-term incarceration oh no 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 no. yeah that right there that's a different ball game i'm talking about like just some some, something minor like say like you know you get caught with a joint or something like that so right, minor, yeah. that's what I mean. Like I'm talking about little, little things like that. That okay, you can just you can get around that. Now something like where it, it, it may involve long term, constant, you know, incarceration. Then yeah, you better know your rights. That's what right. Because like just to use that example that I used, let's say that cop did grab my arm, right, and then I tucked my arm back, and then tried to exercise my rights. Like like that could have went south. He could have then 
took it, that could have led to jail time, like assaulting an officer because me just tugging my arm away is resisting arrest, mm-hmm. assault on an officer, blah 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 blah. Right? I could have been, I could have been in that. It, it, I could have been away for a while, for and then been away from my family. Like, you know what I mean? But if I took that to court and knew my rights at that time, like, no, he grabbed me before he had any lawful order at all. Before I, before he had reasonable, articulable suspicion of anything, he grabbed my arm. And then the judge is going to look at that and go, he's right. Mm-hmm. And then that null and voids everything that happened after that. So, like, knowing your rights can help you even, and I encourage people to, because sometimes you can get a settlement. I've seen that happen, where you get a settlement when these fucking tyrants uh, go overboard. Mm -hmm. Like, you know what I mean? When when they go overboard and you know your rights and, and, and then you hold court in court you might can get a settlement and it don't matter what color you are. I've seen every color get a settlement. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? It, it, it's real. So like, yeah, definitely go home to your family. Don't, don't, um, don't be all obnoxious just to be obnoxious because you're mad that you got a cop in your face and shit like that. If it looks like you can just comply to certain shit and get, and get home. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. Like, you know what I'm saying? But, it, but in the meantime, even in that interaction, if you feel like, you know, something wasn't right, hold them accountable. Go home, but then file the complaint, hold them accountable. Like, you know what I mean? Know your rights. That puts a certain level of check and balances between the servants and us, their public servants. Mm-hmm. They, 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 they got these badges, they got these egos, they got all of that, man. We got to take a certain level of power back, man. It's to that point. We got to take a certain level of power back. There's no way that we can do that when we're misinformed and mm-hmm. uneducated. Like, you know what I mean? And that's that's the only thing I'm saying. That's the only thing that I'm preaching when I say this. I'm preaching education. Yeah. I'm, I, people always talk about change, but then they don't want to be it. Like, you know what I mean? They don't want to do it. Yeah, right. So with the Sovereignty Podcast, when can they expect that? I'm, I'll probably drop one or two before I actually start the series because it's going to be like sovereignty part one, part two, part three. Because mm-hmm. I want to take it from I want to take it from 1861 on, like you know, yeah. when people are. And I'll just drop a little teaser. So when people talk about how martial law and all of this is about, the, everybody's always doing that. Yeah, like I'm sure you heard that martial law is, yeah. Yeah, I know. Right. So in 1861, martial law was declared and it was never undeclared. So technically, we're under martial law. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, when it comes to shit like that, that's that's pretty much where I'm going to go with the sovereignty thing is explaining natural law, common law, different things of uh, just different parts of history, man, that we don't that we don't know, that we don't know about. Like, you know, in, in 1861, so there was, um, remember the Civil War and all of that with yeah. Lincoln and everything like that. So Lincoln was in the middle of a war, basically, and back then everything was broken up differently in territories. So in the middle of something where he felt as though that he could... um get a benefit from extending 
international law into America to conquer certain parts of the Civil War and what he needed to do. He had no executive order to do that. Mm -hmm. So he had to enact international law, which is admiralty law, and he had to enact that in order to progress into doing away with the rights of people. So he had military control over people if they just posed any kind of threat. That's how he was able to move forward and gain ground in the war. It was like a field order, a field code to justify the seizure of power, basically, that he did in 1861. And what that did was declared martial law. When you declare martial law, then you have the rights over people. Anybody is considered a threat and you can do anything to that threat. So martial law technically never got undeclared. Mm. So when he declared it and then everything else happened after he got shot before Mm -hmm. he could undeclare martial law. So we're technically under martial law right now. If people, that's why it can happen so quickly, right? That's why nothing really has to get signed before you start to see a lot of military, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? We see that now with the, with the fucking pandemic and all that bullshit. Like, you know what I mean? So when he did that, basically he suspended habeas corpus. And that's just like, you know, habeas corpus means it's like a recourse in the law where you can report an unlawful detention to a court and get released and all of that. But when he declared basically martial law that did away with habeas corpus, it got suspended. So we're technically under martial law right now, which enacted admiralty law. Now, let me ask you something. You ever see those flags that have the gold fringe around them? Yeah. So in every courtroom, minus none, and people, you can go do this now. You can go Google it. Any courtroom will have a judge, right, the bench, and behind the bench you'll see American flags. Look at those flags closely. They're not a regular flag. They have the gold fringe around them. Now, this is a little bit of gravy, and I'll get into it more in my podcast. So I'm just giving you a preview, a little taste. But the term you can't infringe on my rights, right? The fringe around the flag already has. Mm. That's admiralty law. Admiralty law, what most people know that as is like if you're in the water, right? Mm. Like if if you're um, like the Navy has to deal with admiralty law a lot because you're in international waters. What happened was when Lincoln did that, he enacted international law, which was admiralty law, which is aside from our own constitution and our own bill of rights, Mm -hmm. which means that you can make the commander can make the laws up as they go. It's aside from our law. Mm -hmm. So we, when they call us people, and I've talked about that, when we're considered persons and all of that kind of thing, right? They call us persons instead of man, woman, and child, right? On the back of your license right now, you'll see the word persons. You'll see that. You can do it right now. Flip your license over. You'll say the word persons. They consider you a person. That's legal. That's, uh, That's a corporate personhood that they've put over you. It's not lawful. It's legal. 
So admiralty law and all of that has brought in legalistic terms, which is like, it's called legalese, where they use a lot of word magic and everything like that. A lot of words that might, if you hear them, might mean something else to you, but they really mean something different, like the word liability, for instance, right? Mm -hmm. Lie, ability, ability to lie. You see what I mean? Yeah. They use word magic and shit. That's called legalese. And I'll go over more examples of that when I get into the sovereignty podcast and everything else, man. But it's going to be like a four-part series where I delve deep into our natural rights, which is a lot different than what we were talking about before, which is just like basic rights, like, you know, right. our, our natural-born rights, like, you know, in natural law and common law. Right. right. There's certain things that have been bestowed upon us in this society that are not laws at all. They're just made up <laughs> like, you know what I mean? They're just made up legalistic nonsense. Like, you know what I mean? And, 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 and we're held accountable for a lot of shit that we shouldn't be held accountable for. And if you know about natural law and if you know about common law and you can practice it and articulate it, in a way in front of a judge who's sitting in front of an admiralty flag. It's an admiralty law flag. He has to listen to you. I showed you a clip of someone who is a Moor, knew what he was doing and he knew common law. And I showed you, right? Mm -hmm. And you seen how he beat the case, right? He started saying all types of different things, yeah. all types of different code words and then what happened the judge left the room didn't he yeah he didn't say much he just got up and left because and for people who don't know moors are african-american like you know what i mean the the moors that are here they're african-american literally they mm -hmm. were from africa and now they're here in america right so but they claim their nation they claim their nation nations nations aren't like lines drawn on a map. That's not what they are. Nations are cultures. When you know your rights to the degree of even common law and different things, when you know that the birth certificate that you got is invalid, when you even know that, that's deeper gravy. That's why I got to go from like A to B to C. Like, you see what I mean? Yeah. Like I can't bounce around because then it gets all jumbled up and confused. But your birth certificate is invalid. Like, you know, it's got your name in all caps and that's for a reason that matches your social security card. And that also matches your bank card. They have your corporate personhood in all caps, your straw man. That's what it is. Your straw man in all caps everywhere where you, where you interact with all the legal shit, right? Like mm -hmm. commerce and all of that. It's all tied into that. But when you know that you're, even your birth certificate is invalid. And then you can go from there and you can learn from, I mean, shit, I could just keep going on and on and on, man. Like, you know, there's this whole world is governed by Washington, D.C., the city of London and the Vatican. Yeah. That's it. Like, you know, and and I can go even deeper than that. Like, you know what I mean? So it's going to be like a four part series, man. Yeah. Like, you know, but hey, it'll probably be like an hour a piece. 
It'll be worth listening to, though, trust me, because I'm putting some hard work into it, man. I'm putting bullet points in. I don't want to, because I want to be on my dean when I do it. I don't want to miss out on nothing. Like, you know what I'm saying? Right. When somebody else, there's going to be people who actually know what they're talking about with common law and natural law who listen to that. And then, they're, like, I don't want to, I don't want to be checked by them. Like, you know what I mean? Right. So I got to, I got to put everything in order. But yeah, it's going to be something to look out for. But I'll probably do a podcast or two before that. But just know I'm putting that series together and it's going to be heavily promoted. Nice. Well, man, shit, we were supposed to only go, what, like, 35, 40 minutes, maybe, 45 the most. <laughs> right. Again, we went another two hours and whatnot, man, but, you know, it is yeah. what it is. Definitely wasn't going to tonight, but we, you know how it is, man. We <laughs> yeah, get going, was... we start talking about it. But, hey, we get good feedback every time we come together and we do a content collaboration and all of that, no man, doubt. so, you know. Definitely want to say thank you to everybody out there who's been supporting these content collaborations. We haven't coming up with a name for it, and I don't think we will because it'll probably be a little too corny to come up with some kind of name for it. But, you know, yeah. we definitely want to say thank you to everybody out there who has been supporting this and who has been learning from it, who has been, you know, entertained by, you know, some of the commentary that we speak on and everything. So definitely want to, you know, say thank you to each and every one of y'all for your continued support, man, for real. Yeah, man. The numbers are looking good. The feedback is always great, man. I'm just no. like, you know, a lot of times I'm humbled when I look at the feedback, man. So definitely appreciate y'all. No doubt, man. So, you know, before we get up out of here, you know, you got any shout outs or anything like that? You know, some plugs you want to drop real quick? Yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at Divine Thought TM. And any feedback, good, bad, ugly, and different, you can hit me up at for all matters podcast at gmail dot com. Yeah, yeah, and you can definitely follow me on Twitter at the Emilio Wagbar. You also take that feedback as well. You can send me some emails to nsr.fanmail at gmail.com. And you can also check out the nonstop radio show, which is available now on SoundCloud with past and present episodes at soundcloud.com forward slash nonstop dash radio dash show. We took up enough of your time here tonight. So we we got to go ahead and sign off. So, you know, he's saying peace. I'm saying peace, and we about to get up out of here for the night, y'all. Y'all all be safe out there, y'all. Peace.